Hey, y'all. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Worlds of Country podcast. I'm your host, Andrew. On this week's episode, Erin Kinsey joins me to talk about her new single, Just Drive, which has blown up. It came out Friday and it's already at almost 600,000 streams on Spotify. And today is Tuesday. Hope you guys enjoy this one. It was such a fun conversation. And go check out Just Drive and Aaron's other single, Drunk 2, wherever you listen to music. Oh, they changed the announcement. I didn't even know. <laughs> hey, Aaron, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Thanks for having me. Of course. How, has everything sort of sunk in from this, this past weekend yet? Or is it still? Not at all. I mean, there's been so many things that I thought you know, if they happened at all, we're years and years out that we're all jammed into three days. Um, so it was real, it's been really a crazy ride. <laughs> so when, um, when Just Drive first blew up on TikTok, what was going through your mind at that point? You know, I think I was just so excited that people were relating to a song of mine, that people were enjoying it and um, seemed to be able to put their own story in it. And I think that was just kind of my initial thought. I didn't really realize it would spin into all of this stuff happening. Um, but that first video, I was just excited that people liked it as much as I did. <laughs> were you always planning on releasing it or did that sort of make the decision for you? You know, I, I was really wanting to release it, but any hesitations I had were put to rest. <laughs> was it easy for you to embrace TikTok at first or were you uh, reluctant to join the craze? You know, for me, I always wanted to embrace it. It took me quite a while to figure it out, to figure out what, you know, the algorithm likes or um just all of the little tips and tricks you learn by doing it. So it did take me a second to figure out some of that stuff. But I mean, being able to have a direct contact with your audience, with people to get direct feedback, immediate feedback, that's so valuable. Yeah, it's such a good way to like test out songs and see what oh, sticks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, could you um tell us the story behind Just Drive and how that song all came together? Yeah, so... um. Well, my boyfriend and I started dating my freshman year of high school. So we've been dating for about five years. And um, when we were both living with our parents, the only time that we got alone together was in the car. So, and it was a lot of like on the way to something or on the way to his house, on the way to my house, on the way to dinner. Um, And that was really the time where we got to have deep conversations or jam out to music, um, just really get that alone time. And when I walked in the writing room with my co-writers, I just thought, you know, we couldn't have been the only ones that were in that situation, whether you're living with your parents or you have roommates, whatever it may be. There's a lot of times where the car is the only time you get to just be with each other. Um, so we wrote it about, I mean, I wrote it about that. And I mean, down to all of the details of like, I have a white Toyota four runner sitting in my driveway right now. <laughs> um, Josh and I listen to Paramore all the time. Um, I live right off of highway 40, uh, and we drive a little bit faster than most, <laughs> um, but you know, it was cool on TikTok to see how people were relating to even the smallest details of the song. And I think it makes me realize like all of us are a lot more alike than, than we think. <laughs> yeah. Like even the most personal details, someone else probably moved them to at some point. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I had so many people comment. I have a white forerunner. I have a white Toyota. I have all these things. And I guess you just you can get so caught up in your own world that you don't realize, again, how alike we all are. 
So when did you know that music was something you wanted to, to pursue? Well, I was probably, I mean, I was definitely young. I was like 11 or 12, but it's kind of, I mean, so many people are say, you know, they knew they wanted to do music since they were four years old or five years old. And I think I didn't really realize at that age that it was an option, that you could do that. Um, so the second I realized you could do that, you could pick that as a job. It's definitely what I wanted to do. <laughs> so did you know, always know that, that Nashville is where you wanted to end up? I think after I made a few trips up, so probably at 14, I knew that this is where you have to be. I mean, less and less as the years go by, as social media is a bigger thing. And now that we can do things on Zoom like this. Um, but at the time, you know, that wasn't that wasn't a thing. And I, def- I just wanted to be as immersed in it as I could be. And the way to do it with country music is definitely being in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> so um, how old were you when you moved out to Nashville? I was 17. I graduated high school a year early. And uh, actually, I forgot about the story for a while, but I my graduation was like at 7 p.m. or something. I spent the whole day packing a U-Haul. And then I took a shower, went to my graduation, woke up the next morning at like 4 a.m. and drove. I was ready to go. I was so excited to just be here, be immersed in it. And uh, yeah, I, I've been back for holidays and to see my family, but that's about it. <laughs> so what was it like trying to navigate Nashville as a 17 year old it was tough and also when I moved you know how like especially with iPhones like for some reason when you need to get a new one like it the downhill is fast and all nothing's working so when I moved my maps app was odd and again, I had only been driving for like a year and a half. I like I, it was really being thrown off the deep end in a lot of ways. Um, so the first couple months were really, really interesting. And then my upgrade came around. I got a new phone, and everything became a lot easier. <laughs> so what was that that conversation like with your parents that you wanted to to move to Nashville right out of high school? You know, I think they were nervous, um, but I had been coming back and forth from my small town in East Texas since I was probably like 14. So, you know, they knew I had people here that I knew, people that cared about me, people that would look out for me. Um, And I think that helped a lot. And what really helped my dad is he got me a hundred pound German Shepherd. And that that solved a lot of issues for him. (laughs) And I was happy to get a dog. (laughs) So how long have you been living out in Nashville now? I guess just at maybe three years. I moved in June. So I hit three years this June. I don't know how many months that's been so far, but a little over three years. What would you say is the biggest thing you've learned in those three years? Hmm. In life or in music? Oh, let's do one of each. Okay. (laughs) Probably in music. You know what? Actually, they're probably the same answer. I think I've learned to just like stay true to who you are. And um, it's really easy to get sidetracked and even, you know, they tell you to keep your blinders on and just focus on you and focus on what you need and the music that you're doing and don't look left, don't look right. You know, there's so many people here, but there's absolutely everyone can make it, especially with a world that has social media. You just have to stay true to who you are, as cheesy as it sounds. Um, like, there's only one you. And that's the only way to really, 
you know, thrive and also be happy, like be able to sleep at night and be proud of everything you're doing. So that's probably the biggest thing I've learned is just staying true to who you are is so infinitely important. So how did you sort of learn to not look at other people and judge yourself by where they're up? I think by making friends and making and learning just how supportive really the whole community is, it makes it a lot easier to just feel good in your own skin and support other people and be there for other people. That's the only way like anybody's going to make it, you know, no one makes it alone. Like you have to have people behind you and you have to be behind other people. And I think meeting people and loving people, getting loved by people, I think that helps a lot. <laughs> so moving as a 17 year old how did you sort of get to know people in Nashville because you probably couldn't get into the bars and all that yeah no uh, I couldn't um and also like I didn't have the whole college experience I took some classes online but that's not you know being in a dorm and getting kind of some instant friends um so I met a lot of people just through co-writing and through shows and met a lot of other artists that I just adore and um yeah, probably through co-writes and shows the most. So did you think you were, did you always know you were going to do the artist thing or did you think you were just going to be a writer at some point? What was your mindset going in? I, I probably always knew that I wanted to be an artist. I absolutely love getting on stage. I love performing. I love, I love to just sing stuff that I've written. And um, yeah, I can't imagine that not being a part of, of my journey. <clears throat> So um, I want to talk to you about your your first single too, Drunk Too. Yeah. Because it's very different than Just Drive. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Do you feel that you gravitate more towards, more towards the sad stuff or more towards the Just Drive side of things? Definitely probably the more Just Drive side of things, which I was excited that people... Uh, followed me there. I didn't know if people wanted me to do more sad music. Um, but that, you know, you brought up earlier if I was planning on putting out Just Drive. And with Drunk 2, I was not planning on putting that out then. I was really pr- proud of the song. I knew I loved the song. Um, but I was not planning on putting it out when I did. But it actually got some traction on TikTok too. And because it is a sad song and because it's such a specific situation, it really seemed to help people get through a tough time. And um, just reflecting on songs that helped me get through tough times, I just wanted to get it out to people as soon as I could. So that being said, though, it was it definitely was trying to pick up all the pieces really quick and put it together. But I've been very thankful that the audience for Drunk 2 has been willing to follow me over to the happy music. <laughs> So when, when you see these songs sort of blowing up on TikTok, is there any fear that they're not going to come over and stream the song too? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think you, you think of everything in a situation, and I, especially when the numbers get as big as they've gotten for um, Just Drive, there's definitely, you know, you get nervous. But it seems that people really connect with music and that they're willing to wait and support and pre-save. And, you know, all of that helps so much more than anyone realizes um but it's meant the world that they've waited on the song that they've supported me through it and that they were all there on release night it's been really cool to watch would you say that there's a moment in your career that sticks out as sort of the highlight so far you know there's been a lot of things I've been really really thankful for um and I've been really blessed to be a part of but I would say probably 
One of the things that I'm most proud of was probably the project Pink that I was a part of. Um, so I wrote a song with Victoria Shaw and Jody Marr, who are two very well-respected writers here in Nashville. Um, Victoria Shaw actually wrote The River for Garth Brooks. And Jody Marr, I don't know if you've heard it, but it's the sound is viral on TikTok right now. It's that I could be then, I could be blue, I could be... So she actually wrote that. Um, and so... I got in the room with them and we wrote a song for breast cancer awareness called pink. And we were really excited about it. We were really proud of it. Um, but we didn't really know what to do with it. we didn't, we knew it was something bigger than just putting it out and throwing it against the wall and seeing what happens. Um, and over the pandemic, because a lot of artists, a lot of companies had a little more time on their hands. We actually got it partnered up with Susan G. Komen and uh, the CEO helped us get to Dolly Parton, Jordan Sparks, um, Monica, who's a huge R&B artist, Sarah Evans and Rita Wilson. Um, and they were all five on the song. So that song came out last October and it was super cool to see everything it did. Um, and Probably the highlight of my career was I got to make my Opry debut alongside Rita Wilson and Victoria Shaw and singing the song for When the Opry Goes Pink. Um, and that was really a surreal moment. And it was really, I mean, a dream come true on so many different levels. Um, but absolutely insane to also just see the power of music and how many lives it truly saved by encouraging early detection. It was just really, really cool to see everything that song did. And it's something I will forever be proud to be a part of. So what's going through your mind when you hear that a song you wrote is sort of getting into those people want to cut a song you wrote? It's surreal. I mean, you think about how many writers are here, how talented so many people are here. And the fact that, you know, somebody like Dolly Parton would want to take time out of her day to sing the words that we wrote. Um, it's insane. It was also just such a cool moment. And um, again, the way that it's been able to touch people, I don't think couldn't could have happened without anybody being a part of it, without any single person not being there. It was truly a team effort. And it was insane. <laughs> um, what's next for you? Well, I am currently trying to pick my next single and looking at maybe putting out an EP in the next couple months. Um, but just trying to ride the, the wave also of just drive, you know, it seems like a lot is happening with it and it's really exciting to watch. So letting, letting that song definitely have its time, but also getting ready for the next thing. <laughs> you kind of, you don't want to step on on the success of Just Drive, I put in something else right out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think like, I mean, I would hope people would listen to it regardless. Yeah. I also just want to give that song, It's Time to Breathe, and also give me time to figure out what the heck I'm going to do next. <laughs> uh, well, I guess TikTok can make the decision for you again, too. <laughs> yeah, they probably will. Um, I've, I, You know, I th I've thought of a million different ways that we could pick the next one um but you know we'll just see what what time says <laughs> is there any fear with sort of letting tiktok have too much control of what you want to put out there you know i haven't posted anything or any song on tiktok and i don't think i will that i don't already love i um i try to post stuff that i'm ready to run with if it takes off um and even just drive i was really planning on putting that out regardless um so i think as an artist i just want to make sure that i'm loving everything and then whatever they want is fine by me <laughs> yeah because i've heard stories of people writing songs specifically for tiktok and i always found that to be a crazy idea. You know, I think 
I think there's something to be said about with TikTok, you can see all your analytics. And um, I think when you know who you're writing for, um, that can definitely play a role. But I mean, I just, again, the whole, like, I want to be able to be so proud of everything I'm putting out. So yeah, I'll just post stuff on TikTok that I already love. And whatever they choose to go with, I will be more than happy to run with. <laughs> so how would you describe your your sound as an artist? You know, it's kind of been changing the last little bit, and especially with Just Drive. Um, but I would say that sound-wise, I love big guitars, big drums, um, definitely country. But lyric-wise, I just love conversational lyrics. I love just putting it in the song, however I would say it, in a conversation with somebody. And I've really enjoyed being able to write like that. And then conversational lyrics is kind of what helps it connect to people, too. Because Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, I mean, it's how we communicate. And I think uh, like poetic lyrics are awesome as well and really fun to throw in there. I think the balance of both is what can create such a magical song. You said it's been changing. How did you sort of grow into that style? You know, um, I would say more than grow into the style, probably narrowed into the style. Um, When I first started music, I wrote absolutely everything. Um, And I still write a bunch of stuff that I'm writing for fun, pop songs, rock songs, whatever it may be, um, that I don't know if it necessarily, you know, fits my artist style. However, when you write almost five days a week, like, you know, you just want to write whatever songs in the room. Um, so I've definitely narrowed into this is something that I consistently really love and love help producing on, love playing, love performing. Um, but I, I mean, I'm still writing a whole bunch of everything, too. <laughs> but as long as you know what's for you, I mean, the end of the day, Absolutely. that's what matters. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so how do you feel that you've grown in your three years in Nashville? I mean, I definitely could have never expected to be where I am right now, even last week. So it's really like growth is such a weird thing. I mean, I feel like more I've grown and being more like proud of who I am, being more um, like confident. But I mean, these, you know, fans have just taken this way out of my control and it's been amazing to watch and it's super cool that and I'm such an honor to be somebody that they want to put on their playlist that they want to post on their story that they want to take the time to comment on a song um it's been really I mean it's just been amazing honestly (laughs) of all the things that's happened over the past weekend is there one one of those things that sticks out for you yeah so um one, so the Highway XM is, you know, the radio station that I always listen to. It's what me and my dad listen to all the time. I mean, he, I don't know if he listens to anything besides it. <laughs> um, but he, uh, or over the weekend, I found out that I got to be on there on the Horizon show. And that was really cool because I know my dad heard it. I went and tried to catch every show I could. Hearing uh, the host, Buzz Brainerd, say my name was absolutely insane um and that was definitely a big moment for me because it's been such a dream of mine and it's such a coveted spot that it's really tough to get into um so the fact that I got to be on the show was absolutely insane (laughs) was that something that you felt was out of reach at this point that maybe you'd try for in a few years from now oh yeah I mean out of reach 
I mean, that's an understatement. I didn't even, I don't know. You just hear the biggest stars on there that you think, oh, I'm like, that's not me. And I've thought about it, like even years from now, if I was doing a, you know, stadium tour, something crazy, I think that will never go away. I think it's kind of like, man, I can't believe like I'm getting to do this because these people you've looked up to for so long, seeing them do it, thinking that I'm doing similar things. It's just been insane and really hard to process, really hard to sink in. Um, but again, a really fun wave to ride. <laughs> so did they tell you beforehand or did you just find out by hearing it? Well, I found out the day before, so uh, not a lot of time for it to <laughs> sink in or anything. Um, but it was, it was really crazy. Um, yeah, I just, I found out less than 24 hours before it happened. So it was really cool. <laughs> Well, um, thank you so much for, for taking the time to do this. Oh, thank you so much for oh, having oh. me. This has been awesome. Of course. Hey, y'all. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. Hope you liked it. It was such a blast talking to Aaron. If you guys enjoyed this, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. And be sure to go check out all of Aaron's music wherever you listen to music. Talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thank you guys again so, so much. <laughs>